And next up, we got the Patriots seven team, seven team, seven round NFL mock draft. Seven rounds, put on the fast speed. Tyler, how are you doing? Yeah, if you think we hated the Jets, just wait until we get into the Patriots. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, we kind of look at their needs here to start off. Obviously, quarterback's a big one. Wide receiver, they need, they need some electric talent, and their defense needs a little bit of work as well. Uh, excited to get into this draft with you, Lucas. Here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harp this for, for as long as up until the season starts. Jordan Love just went six. All right. Um, <laughs> Plan ruined. <laughs> Patriots get Jameis Winston. Here, just hear me out. They're going back to the Super Bowl. I'm not, this will be on a whole different episode, whatever the case may be, but they are not falling apart like people like to think. I just don't like Brady, so I'm glad they moved on from that. And um, – yeah, I mean, it's just it's a good time now that Brady's not there, so I can actually root for him here. Yeah. So um, we're going to go back and recap a little bit. So Joe Burrow, Tua went, Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, all in the top bay, which I think will actually happen come Who draft time. We, go to? Was that the Jaguars? The Raiders. Ah, uh, so, so by the way, I want a yep. quick shout-out. Uh, so this is out Sunday. Uh, last week I recorded with Notorious um, Nick. Uh, who, who we've had on a couple, like a bunch of times here. And I traded up the Raiders to get them the number four pick to get Herbert. And I get a lot of heat. So you guys give heat to PFN too. Yeah. I mean, I, I think them and the Jaguars are not out of the quarterback conversation yeah. with all the picks they have. So we come down here. I think if this is the case here, so the Patriots do not trade up, they're going to go best available talent. I think that's what they're going to do. I mean, we can look at the quarterbacks. It's going to be your, your East and your Hurts, those they're not going to reach on a guy like that. No interest. If if they were going to reach on a guy like that, they would have taken Lamar Jackson two years ago. I know they had Brady, but if they really cared, they would have taken Lamar Jackson. So they're not taking Hurts here, whatever the case may be. Kenneth Murray staring me down. I they lost Vinoy. I I feel like this is an easy pick for me. Um, they need Kenneth Murray is going to be a defensive captain. He's going to be a defensive talent, a defensive centerpiece for his career. So I think that's an easy pick to me. Yeah, Epinesa is the only other person that's getting a little interest from me, but but I really like the Murray pick. I'm plenty okay with that. Uh, just end is another position they need to cover as well. We'll look forward to uh, grabbing one uh, in the upcoming picks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think they're just going to, like I said, no quarterback. I think they're going to take whatever player they can see being this, the, the Stephon Gilmore of that front seven to me is kind of how they're going to approach it. So I think that'd be Murray for them. I don't even remember how many picks they have. We don't have a – oh, yeah, Muhammad's a new pick, so we don't have that pick in here. Which hurts. So they, they got some work to do. They have, they have a lot of work to do. Um, that's why ultimately I think they're going to address the QB via Cam Newton or Jameis Winston or whatever the case may be here. Let's look at it, though. Uh, quarterback position right now, just kind of see what's lining up for us. Oh, yeah. I, we got to do it now. I was, I was going to say Jalen Hurts went 84. So we're anyone take- that knows uh, me and Lucas, we're like the only ones that are that are actually high on this guy, <laughs> like to the point where he's our four. A lot of people have Love as their four. We both have Eason. Love has not proven anything in an elite conference. Uh, let's not lie, Pac-12 still is a power five conference. They're, they're still good. He was uh, scouted to be an SEC quarterback. I really love Jacob Eason. His arm talent's there. Decision-making is rough, but if you're going to put him uh, on a team – where you can adjust that decision-making and you can better him as a quarterback. The Patriots and Bill Belichick, that is perfect. Uh, Easton is going to be a guy we end up learning to, to hate. And I think me and Lucas being so ahead, I think we'll actually like the Patriots if they go with Easton here. Yeah, I agree. So um, 
We took Eason, I guess, if you didn't figure that out. We go back to DN here. I think the only guy I would think about taking would be Anthony Jennings, but I'm I'm looking at Lynn Bowden here. And I don't know if you're very familiar with Lynn Bowden, other people listening are, but he he was a he was a running back quarterback wide receiver at Kentucky. He wasn't like a utility until the quarterback got hurt. He stepped in and just tore it apart. To me, this is a Bill Belichick player written all over it. You, you slide in Edelman in the slot for a year or two, whatever the case may be, has left. Nikhil Harry is going to get better. The, he cannot get worse. He's going to build a rapport with whoever the quarterback is and be, I think, that franchise receiver. Jacoby Myers, and if you slide into Lynn Bowden, I don't think they need to do much more at the wide receiver group. I think it's a very versatile group. Now mixing James White, Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkett. I think it's still going to be a team that you're going to have to game plan quite a bit around. I think Tyler Johnson is there, but Bill Belichick's not one to mess around with developing players. I think he learned his lesson with Sonny Michelle and then learned that that trying to reach on players that maybe aren't developed isn't going to work. So I think Lynn Bowden's my pick here. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. Um, I think Belichick understands the the need for getting speed and and, and the need for getting guys that can that can be that flexible. Uh, he's, he's always worked with gadget receivers. And, and again, Bowden can definitely play some quarterback too. He, he can, he can slip into the running back position. It's a guy that Belichick's going to have a lot of fun playing with. Um, I, I, we see that, you know, he, he's gone in the past with just uh, what's proven to work in the NFL. And now that we're seeing more speed and, and gadget type receivers being effective, uh, in the NFL, I think Belichick kind of knows he's smart enough to adjust to, to where the NFL is going, and, and that's a really good pick for them. I agree. I agree. So now I didn't even realize we had a pick and two picks or one pick. I think we go Anthony Jennings here. I think he's the better one out of who's left out of position of need. Nick Coe is there, but we've been taking him every single mock draft, so maybe we should yeah, uh, go with Anthony Jennings here with this pick. What do you think? I can get behind it. Uh, yeah, we've got Nick Coe a bunch. Uh, it's mainly because I just have this, like, uh, fantasy of a great NFL prospect. But, yeah, I'm, I'm plenty okay with that pick. I agree. I agree. Um, so now we're going to move down here. We can probably – so we're sitting at 125. We can probably take this a couple of different ways. A guy like Tyler Johnson still is there. But to me, I think they're only going to address one receiver, which we did. Johnson wouldn't be a bad pick here, but I just think that that's not really the route they're going to take. We can go down to tight ends. I saw Hunter Bryant earlier, uh, but we obviously didn't take him. So what do you, what do you think here? Solomon Kinley. Um, he's a guard. Um, yeah. Out of, out of Georgia, again, um, kind of just a, a pretty solid player overall. Um, I, again, the Georgia line was so, so effective. Uh, he, was, he was playing next to Andrew Thomas. He was locking up that, uh, the left side of the line for Georgia. He can be a great blindside guard. Um, I think he can slip out to tackle as well. Mainly Isaiah Thomas. Uh, not Isaiah Thomas. Why do I keep saying Andrew Thomas? Um, Andrew Thomas, yeah. Effective as a tackle. There was no way Kinley was going to get the time there. Um, but I think he can play both positions fairly well. Uh, great guard. And, and offensive line will always be a piece that's covered by Belichick, even if it's a need or not. They will mm-hmm. touch yeah, and I think they when they go to O line, they look for guys that can just be a center. Nothing more than like good. I think is it kind of how I think about it. Like their O line is always good because it's just it's guys that don't demand a ton of money, don't demand to be. I don't know. Whenever I think of like a demand a ton of money, like hockey O line, I think of Trent Williams and how that never worked out for him because he's just sitting there like I deserve this, but he hasn't played the last like year and a half, whatever the case may be. But yeah, I love that pick there. I think it's a very solid pick. 
Now we come back to here. I don't even know how many picks we have left. So we have the one here. We can look. Do we have two, three, four, five, six, seven? So we got a lot of picks in these later rounds. Um, what do you do? You think we should maybe revisit the wide receiver? Maybe attack the tight end. What do you think? Yeah, well, let's let's look at wide receiver just just for the uh, the fun of it, um, and then maybe tight end. I mean, obviously. So we've talked about Joe Reed in past videos. So. Uh, that's a quick plug for all those past videos. You should check those out. He's a guy who I really like, uh, underrated-wise. Um, we look at tight end. Uh, Not really anyone. I mean, there's there's nothing really really there um, at all. I, I mean, it, it's kind of rough in the receiving end uh, when you get this late. I like Tyree Cleveland a lot as a deeper threat. Um, we haven't talked about him at all. Uh, and I may just have a little bit of Florida bias, but I, I really liked him as, as a deep threat. It, his main core season was two years ago last season there was a lot more healthy receivers for florida so he didn't really get as much mainly because they had like three four seniors on that uh, if we're wide receiver so a lot of guys were getting touches so very under underrated receiver there but again not a guy i want to go with here uh i mean it's rough i mean again we, we played this this deep round game where we're trying to figure out who we want to go with and it, it's hard because we want to take best available but is, is it what they need you know yeah, I, I feel that too. Um, so I think there might be kind of two ways we could sort of take this. Um, we can maybe look at the safety with Antoine Brooks. He, I mean, he's not going to be that like big playmaker guy like Winfield or all these other guys that are Delpit McKinney, um, even Kyle Duggar, Jeremy Chin, guys that are starting to rise. But I think Brooks would be solid for McCordy, who's getting old. I think they just sent him back to one year. So we can maybe go that way. I also saw Tipa Galilee Galilei from Utah State. I remember – I don't know a ton about him. But I remember watching uh, – I watched Jordan Love a little bit just to, like, kind of, you know, like get my – wrap my head around just the overall prospect of him. And Gal, Galilei, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you call him, Tipa? He, he, he stood out to me, uh, just a hard-nosed player. Yeah, like Michael Divinity down there from uh, LSU, another guy that stood out. Obviously, LSU defense, he's going to stand out no matter where he is. I think that maybe that is a team need. Uh, we got one guy up there earlier. I don't remember who it was exactly, but I think that's something that they can maybe address to sort of double down on. Um, what, are your, what are your overall thoughts? Yeah, um, I like uh, Divinity uh, from LSU uh, a good bit. I'm always going to favor SEC guys. The, the talent's just there. Um, I think – a lot of players just kind of got either either got a little too much hype because of how good the whole offense was or didn't get enough for what they were actually doing for the team. And I think Divinity, uh, defensively-wise, did a really great job. Uh, and I think now we can touch up wide receiver once more. And, again, we talked about him earlier. We have not touched on him yet. Um, not the best season last year, but it was his sophomore season where he was really effective. Um, mainly because the targets, there was a lot of few guys that were just down uh, injury-wise. And when he was the guy that had to be the core receiver for that team, he was very good. Um, I would take Hodgins over him, but we've taken Hodgins in a few drafts. So I, I would be very much interested in playing with Cleveland. I, I think he, as a deep threat, can be effective. I think he can play the underneath game as well. Uh, he has speed. I, I think I, I like the pick for Belichick. And we, we already covered a gadget receiver. Let's get a guy you can throw outside. Yeah, I agree. And you're eventually going to need to replace Edelman. You're eventually going to re need to rebuild that wide receiver room. And I think a wide receiver room of Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry, Bowden, and Tyree Cleveland, I think ultimately would be a good start to building that. I think there's one guy here, Julian Blackman, that kind of stands out to me. Um, I, don't know how, I don't know how to label him. He 
was very highly rated, I think, start to the season. Utah's defense was really good, but I think Blackman just kind of fell behind in terms of separating himself from really good and just kind of like a uh, meh tier, kind of in the middle. Stephon Gilmore got paid. I don't um, – I'm trying to think of the other corner's name. Had a really good season last year. That could ultimately be a way we went to – way to go there. Not a lot of safeties here. It's just kind of tough in these picks. They got a lot of later picks. I think they will trade up at some point for whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, we could also look at running back too. I know Burkhead, his probably contract's going to be up soon. James White's getting a little older. Maybe they don't sign him back. I, don't I, would, really... I would be interested in one guy. Now, we haven't talked about him a lot fantasy-wise at the running back position because I don't think he'll have the value. Um, but if we look at kind of like a guy that would fit Belichick and, and what he would, he would be willing to do, is he wants a guy that's flexible and can play at any time that you need him for. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Brian Heron from Georgia. Um, he can pass block. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run a few times. But he's more or less a guy that's just going to do dirty work for your team. Um, he Obviously, he's not talked about because Swift is the main, was the main guy. And then you had um, Cook, uh, whatever, uh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, brother, yep, or cousin, yep. Plan as well, too. Um, Brian Heron never really got, got a talk. But that's that's mainly because he wasn't really effective on the offense on the offensive end. He was he was really more effective when it came to just doing the dirty work for the team. Um, I really like him as a as a Belichick kind of guy. Not going to be fantasy relevant, um, but again, it's a Belichick player where where you're going to try and you're going to need a guy that's going to be flexible for you. Um, and I really think that 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 works for them. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a solid pick here. So we got back to back picks. I am going to go tight end here. I'm looking at Jacob Breland and Jared Pinkney. Pinkney, I think those are ultimately the two picks. To me, I think Pinkney is probably the better player. Um, you can see large pass catching tight end. Just kind of – he's very highly regarded in the fantasy uh, the fantasy side, more so than the overall prospect side, just because he's a pass catching tight end. I mean, you see he got 50 passes and 774 yards as a junior. That is very, very good um, for – any type of tight end, no matter how high the caliber is. That's ultimately who I'm going to take with this first pick. We got a lot. We still got a lot of picks left. Um, how do you – where do you kind of want to go? We could go back to maybe the D end if there is even – is Nick Coe still there? Maybe we take him. Mean, he's still there. Yeah, there's a, there's a guy I like. Um, I like the way we haven't really talked about. Uh, again, offensive line, uh, mainly just a depth play. Um, Yasir Durant from the University sure. of Mizzou. Uh, who's still on the board as an offensive tackle. Got a lot of hype and didn't really play up to it this past season. Um, I, I still think uh, he, he could be fairly effective for um, for the Patriots. Obviously, he had an injury, so that's going to play into it as well. I think it dropped down his value a lot, but I still think he could be quite effective, and then we may be able to still get go here. Yeah, I agree. I think – I mean, I know we're taking him a lot, but, yeah, we're just going to go – play it safe. We'll take him. He's really good. He is, and he's not getting the hype uh, that he needs. And we're hoping maybe this this helps it out. And, and honestly, you you just clicked to it. Why not go with another quarterback here? I mean, you you need to be flexible with your options here. Um, and then I say that before I actually look at the board because it's actually quite terrible. I mean, um, they could they could mess with a guy like Bryce Perkins, who's athletic. He can run. Yeah, if uh, like I said. Down, I would have I would have been okay with that, but since we got Bowden as like a gadget kind of player, I think that's what Perkins will turn into. Um, we could we could go here to another gadget type of player. I don't know if you're familiar or people are with much Navy games. Malcolm Perry 
played quarterback, but ultimately he is a running back. But he can throw a little bit. Um, I don't know how good it is or effective it is, but it's to me it's just Lynn Bowden all over again. And we're kind of seeing a trend with the players we're taking. I know everyone likes to stereotype Belichick's players, but it's not a stereotype. It's true. That's how he runs his offense. I think Perry would be a great addition. You could run out. I mean, he could play outside. He could play quarterback here and there. I think I'd be a solid pick. And I mean, like, come on, this is what round seven. Yeah. Half these guys don't even make the team anyway. So I'm going to take him uh, since we kind of need to fill some slots here for sure. And before people kind of get on us about, oh, you've already taken a running back. You have to understand Brian Heron is, is he's a dirty work player. He's not going to be a running back for your team. He can, he, he will run uh, a few times a game, mainly to um, make sure the defense isn't predicting that they're just going to pass every time he's out there, but really good pass blocker. Um, really effective in, in two running back sets as well. Um, I really like him. Uh, we took Malcolm Perry. We got a lot of gadget players, and then we got a lot of um, covering depth. I mean, this is what the Patriots do. They get Yasir Durant. Um, they get uh, Solomon Kinley. So they were able to get depth pieces, and, and Kinley really could start in a few years, uh, maybe next year. Uh, we look at the top of the board, though. We get Jacob Eason. A, a lot of people aren't really backing Eason because they don't really feel like he's a safe option. But the safest option – for him to fall to would be to Belichick because he can teach him out of these um, this confidence error that he may have because he's he has a rocket arm and he wants to use it and he'll throw balls in a really bad spots and if a coach is going to help him out with it um, it's going to be Belichick and the Patriots I still really like Easton as a prospect the raw talent is just there and here's the thing with Easton that I don't think people when 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 this time period of January to uh, now or the draft, whatever the case may be, people look at just overall talent and they don't think about um, like situational spots when it actually comes to how this is going to factor into their overall success. You look at a guy like Love. Everyone likes to think Patrick Mahomes because this has already happened. They go back to the most recent thing that's happened that's relatable to that, right? Everyone's comparing Hurts to the Lamar Jackson situation. Yes, to an extent, but there has to be a situation like Lamar where what team is going to completely change its offense in a matter of a year to go to Hertz? Obviously, the Ravens believed, and it worked. Okay. We've seen this with RJ, RG3, Colin Kaepernick. Many rushing quarterbacks have tried to do this. It didn't work. Everyone's trying to label Jordan Love as Mahomes because he's a strong arm talent, underwhelming college production, but he has strong arm talent, and they think some team's just going to buy in and he's going to do great. But Jacob Easton's going to slide into a team that has a stable enough wide receiver core, a good defense, and a good O-line just because he's going to fall to a team early day too, probably like the Patriots, the Steelers, maybe the Chargers, maybe the Saints. And ultimately that's what wins. That's why guys like Kirk Cousins have been good their whole career. Like, I don't know, I'm going to say Joe Flacco because ultimately that was Joe Flacco. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's – we are evaluating this because there's no point in making rankings pre-draft. There's no point. We're evaluating this post-draft but early on because we know how – the value of these players actually turns out after the draft. Because if Easton gets drafted by the Patriots, he's going to be everyone's QB3 to me, or QB4, but maybe QB3 if Herbert falls like the Raiders or something. He'll be QB3 for me. I, yeah, so I think you have to take into account more than just their overall talent. And Easton is talented, but I think – personally, I think we did a good job with the picks of the Patriots. Um, I, as you can see towards the end, it's harder to do this for good teams because you don't know where to go um, – with the draft, but I think we, we gave him depth. We gave him everything they normally do when it comes draft day. And I think Kenneth Murray at 23 is a steal to me. I think he, him and Patrick Queen are going to be two of the best picks in the draft.
because they're going to go later in the draft because everyone's hyping up the receivers and whatever else the case may be. So give your final thoughts and we'll get out of here. Yeah, I love love this draft. Um, and I love what we're doing on the channel. If you guys want to tune in, uh, this is being released Sunday. That means yesterday we just had our first live um, our live uh, mock draft, film. Uh, film study, all that, all the above, question answering uh, kind of live at, at 1 o'clock. Uh, so that was really fun. Uh, I'm hoping it was really fun. I, I really do. Uh, if you missed out on that and you want to see and get involved in another one, don't worry. Tuesday, we're going to do 7.30. That's what we're going to aim for. We're going to sit in between 7 and 8. Um, 7.30, we'll hopefully be on. We're going to be answering questions, uh, watching film, um, breaking down prospects. We're going to do rookie drafts on Sleeper. So you guys can kind of see uh, dynasty-wise, if you guys have your rookie drafts coming up, where these guys should be falling uh, without positions, uh, without placement. Um, and then we'll, we'll also just be doing just, just anything that you guys you guys are interested in me checking out. Um, really, really excited to continue doing that. And obviously, we got a lot of content pouring out. So, so uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Awesome. For Tyler and Lucas, we'll see you next time. Boom.